welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Good afternoon and welcome to St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church weekly podcast. We are excited that you're able to join us today and uh, excited for the topic that we're going to talk about. I, I loved your sermon on Sunday and excited to, to dig a little bit deeper into it. How are you doing today, DA? I, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm kind of, for y'all that don't know, Jeff's monitor's over there, and so it's delayed, but I can see it. And I really wanted to know if I was camouflaged. You know, with a, a gray shirt and yeah. gray hair, you know. And I, the gray wall right behind exactly. you. Exactly. I just wondered if, if people could see me. But but I, I'm doing really well. Um, you know, this last Sunday was a good Sunday, and it's certainly been a, a good week. But I want to hear more before we really dive in. I want to hear more about your week last week. Yeah. We were at camp. And- it was an incredible week. Got to spend it with uh, 44 of our high school students and leaders down at uh, Cross Point Camp uh, on Lake Texoma. Uh, for Day Spring South, and uh, man, I, I just could not have been more proud of our students and our leaders. Um, God moved in some really powerful ways last week. I think not only among the group, but just from a, from a personal standpoint, moved in some powerful ways in my life, just in terms of confirming uh, things that I already knew, but confirming um, for me that I'm where I'm supposed to be, serving where I'm supposed to be, and um, it was just a it was complete joy to get to spend the week with our students last week and getting to know them better um, and the, the sense of community that uh, kind of developed through the the course of the week was great and, and I've gotten to hear you share that a couple of yeah. times and I just continue to love how it is that God calls us to do something and I believe when God calls us to do something God's always going to confirm that right. somewhere in the body of Christ but even after you've made the commitment even after you've started God continues to confirm, Josh, this is where you need to be, yeah. and we're certainly glad to have you here. Yeah. So t- I'm sorry I've missed. I feel like I don't remember the last time I was here for a Tuesday <laughs> podcast because, uh, I mean, I was gone for vacation for a couple weeks and then uh, camp and... So I, I mean, I'm not going to ask you about your vacation. I'm, I'm sure it was great, but you got to see mountains, and so I'm uh, overcoming the sin of coveting. Right, that, that you got to have that yeah, mountains experience. and grizzly bears. Oh, and come on, all man. kinds of stuff. <laughs> so, but I'm glad I'm glad to be here this week. I've I've missed it. Well, we're 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 glad to have you back, but it's just going to be for one week because you'll be going, I'll be at another going, camp next week. Next week, so uh, we I might have to cook up a surprise for next week. I mean, Jeff and I were holding down the fort pretty good. Jeff, how are you doing today? Well, now I'm doing good. Now, now, that, you got <laughs> your now that I'm turned on, muted. yeah. Yeah, so uh, doing well, you know, just uh, like you said, holding down the fort last week. It, we did definitely miss you, Josh, uh, but uh, they, all our viewers had to settle for me, so I'm, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Well, this series we're doing, Creating the Church, we finally got to – scoot forward a couple of chapters you know we've been looking at acts 242 and what the disciples what the early believers in christ were devoted to in terms of forming the church and forming christian community and it, it's 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 all fun and games everything is good everything is blessed in acts chapter two but acts chapter 
four, we begin to see it take a turn. And that's what we looked at last week, how it was the apostles had uh, gotten in trouble with the Jewish leaders. And it made perfect sense to me that the Jewish leaders did not want them in the temple preaching a doctrine that they did not believe in. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Uh, But they didn't know what to do with them because they were afraid that people would riot after seeing this miracle performed. And so they threatened them. And one of the things that I believe, I I don't know that we need to explain this a whole lot, but let's go into it a little bit, is there are threats against the church today. Yeah. And that's why I started off the sermon by saying uh, the church is a people that needs great boldness today, that the church still needs to be bold in our proclamation. Yeah, absolutely. And and as you were preaching Sunday and reading through the scripture and thinking of this idea of boldness, what kept coming to mind for me was uh, from Matthew, Jesus saying, you are the salt of the earth, okay, you are the yeah. light. And, and I, I think of boldness in terms of salt. Um, boldness, I think, increase or intensifies what's already there. And so when I think of boldness in the church, we're called to be bold. We're created to be bold. We need to be bold. I think of it uh, across the way, right? We need to be bold in prayer. We need to be Mm -hmm. bold in love. We need to be bold in evangelism. We need to be bold in hospitality and welcoming people. I think boldness intensifies what we already should be doing, describes how we should be doing it. We shouldn't be timid. We shouldn't be afraid. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, we see that play out in this chapter of Acts. Right. Uh, but that's what kept coming to mind um, is, is this idea of we are the salt of the earth, um, and, and we need to live that out. Um, and as I was thinking about this right. idea of boldness. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the saying that Jesus also has, he says, so salt loses its flavor, what good is it? Right. And so when I think of the church being in need of great boldness, one of the things I think of is because meek, Did that make sense? Could I say that more clearly? Meekness (laughs) does not always serve us well. Now, that's not saying there aren't times that in the church uh, that it's unwise to be silent. Right. But we need to be careful in in how we do that. I remember years ago I I went to a conference. uh, I was loosely associated with this ministry and kind of felt an obligation to go, but I was I just disagreed with so much of what was being shared. And uh, after the conference was over, this group was, was having a meeting, and we were waiting for people to get there. And uh, they were reading through the evaluations. The person that put it on wanted to know what the evaluation said. And all of a sudden, she goes, well, huh. And she read this evaluation out loud. She goes, does anybody else feel that way? And people are like, well, no, we didn't feel that way at all. And I'm sitting there going, uh, that's my evaluation. <laughs> but I did not feel the need to speak up in, in that, not out of cowardice. It's just like, you know, arguing is not going to do right. any good. Yeah, I think that there's a difference between being bold and being loud. There's yeah. a difference between being bold and being arrogant. I mean, I think sometimes we associate those things with boldness, um, but I mean, obviously, as the church, we're called to be bold in love. Right. Um, we do th- and speak in love, and you can be bold and be loving. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think that there's times where, um, yeah, maybe we do say something or can say something, but um, it's not really going to make a difference, right? I think Jesus right. was in that situation as Pontius Pilate is asking him these questions, and he could boldly 
say whatever he wanted in that moment, but he recognized and realized it's really not going to make a difference. Yeah, uh, we know where this is going, and so he sat and and basic quiet, you know, silently. Yeah, um, uh, Pilate asked Jesus, you know, are you a king? And Jesus doesn't answer him as directly, but you know, well, my kingdom is not of this world. He says, oh, right. well, you are a king, right? You know? And yeah. Uh, Jesus says, "It's you that said that." I, right. You know that that whole exchange is yeah. You don't have to stand on the the corner of the street with a bullhorn yelling at people to be bold, right? And I, I think that um, when I think of boldness, and, and you know, you were talking about being bold in hospitality. I, I want to pick up on that one a little yeah. bit because one of the things that I think is something we have to overcome, something that we're afraid of, is you know we, we come to church all the time and somebody new comes in and. And we don't know them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's like, I need to go meet that person. But we've had the experience where we did that once before and somebody said, well, I've been going here for five years. Right. You know, and we, we don't want to make that same mistake. And the more you greet people, the more you learn how to just politely, kindly navigate your way around that. Uh, but I think boldness of hospitality during vacation Bible school. Excuse me, I'm going to burp. We had a good lunch today, by the way. <laughs> Jeff, sorry you weren't able to go with us. Uh, during VBS, there was a mother who did not – I don't know how to say this and make it sound good. She did not look. She did not dress. Her appearance was not like what a lot of families in our – church are now was she out of place no i'm not saying she was out of place i'm just saying her appearance was different she had five little girls you know i want to make sure we're saying you're welcome here yeah absolutely and 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 it would be no different than if you know george clooney in a mall walked in we would just want to greet them with the same kind of hospitality as someone who you know right just one of the things that you said sunday that i loved was you said boldness is the action that rises above fear yeah that was the definition so many times when we think about hospitality fear is what holds us back right um you know because or or prayer or any of the other things you talked about because like you said we don't want to go introduce ourselves to someone that we introduced ourselves three months ago and we forgot or welcome someone that has been going here longer than we have or and so fear at times will hold us back from doing that and, uh, and I think the opposite is true. Those that are new, that are coming as guests, um, there's a fear, too, for them. I know for me, when, when I would go somewhere, I'd have um, you know free Sundays or whatever, and I would go somewhere new. The, my biggest fear in that was walking into a situation where I felt like I was at someone else's family reunion. Yeah. Where everyone knows wow, each other. That's a and, good explanation. And you're, you kind of just and, – and I even shared that with our students at Dayspring last week. I said that was my fear going into camp was that these students have been together forever right. and they here I am walking in and am I at someone else's family reunion and and I will tell you their boldness <clears throat> and welcoming me just was was incredible and mm-hmm. I think that that's a great example for us to rise above the fears that we have and to recognize that someone who's new they might very well feel like they're at someone else's family reunion and how can we rise above our fears to help them overcome theirs and to help them feel loved and welcomed regardless of who they are what they look like um how many times they've been how can we rise above our fear to make them feel like this is a place for them right and you know the the whole that definition it's action that rises above fear um the apostles they had been threatened and we don't know what the threat was but 
you know, these are the people that had Jesus crucified just several weeks earlier. Right. So it was not an empty threat. And when we read later in the book of Acts, they did begin to carry out those threats. Yeah, absolutely. And and what they prayed for in the midst of that was not, you know, Lord, make it easy. You know, <laughs> Lord, change their hearts. I mean, and I'm not saying it's wrong to pray all those things. Right. But what they prayed for was more boldness. And, and one of the things I believe is sometimes in the church when we deal with these interferes there's some things that we're just wise to be afraid of you know when you saw a bear in yellowstone right you were wise to keep a distance from that bear I, you were in yellowstone so it was really the buffalo i think <laughs> had to be yeah a, i mean i was <laughs> i think two of the three days before we got there people were gored by bison right. so so they were really the ones everyone was afraid of while i was there and and you actually said you think you saw one you know, I went to I, old faithful yeah there was one hanging out at old faithful i'm pretty sure was the one that <laughs> gored someone the day before so uh, you know it, it's not that there aren't things it's wise to be cautious about and be afraid of. But sometimes what I tell people is if you can't do it without fear, sometimes you got to do it with fear. The action overcomes the fear. I can actually give you an illustration of that. Um, You know, my son, Jonathan just graduated from high school and before uh, his eighth grade year, he had played for a team baseball. He played for him for two years, and the coaches were just wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, but he was the only one on the team that was going to go to Southmore High School. And that summer, he also got picked up to go play tournament ball with the team, and almost all of those players were going to Southmore. So these are going to be his high school teammates. Yeah. And uh, we played fall ball with that team, and uh, – he had already made the decision, I'm going to go play for this other team next year. And I said, well, you have to tell your coaches. And after the last game, I said, did you tell your coaches? Well, no, I was going to give them a while. I said, no, <laughs> you, you, you got to tell them now because they've got to get somebody else to play. Strange circumstance was um, we got picked to play in a championship game against this other team. And it's like, okay, you got to tell your coaches after the game that you've been invited to play for another team and, you know, thank you all for all the chances you gave me, but I, I'm going to go play with these other guys. And he was terrified. Yeah. And I told him, I said, look, you don't have to go alone. I'll be there with you. Uh, but he did. When, when he went up and he was telling the coaches, you know, he was crying, he was afraid. Uh, and the coaches were like, oh, man, we completely get it. You know, we completely understand. Yeah. Thanks so much. I mean, they, they. but his action had to overcome his fear. Sometimes when you can't do it without fear, you have to do it with fear. And that's what we see in the early church is this boldness that God has created them with. But as you were saying earlier, boldness doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be arrogant. It doesn't have to be unkind. Because I think a lot of times when we talk about boldness, you know, it's that image of Superman, right. feet spread Chest apart, out. hands on his You know, I, I can take anything. But, you know, I, I look at um, Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A. My yeah. restaurant's going to be closed on Sunday. I could have also brought in the Green family that owns Hobby Lobby. Right. You know, we're a Christian business. Our stores are going to be closed so people can go to worship and, and do things. That's why, you know, I told our kids, if you ever want to work in the – Food industry or retail industry, that's where you want to go to work because you'll always have Sunday off. Right. And so uh, what boldness does, bold love, bold hospitality, uh, it takes on the character of Jesus. And Jesus came in John 1, it tells us that he came full of grace 
and truth. And so I can speak the truth. Sin is bad. <laughs> We're all sinners. But I can speak that truth gracefully, and it's still bold. Right. Because I'm still speaking truth. So uh, when we talk about boldness, uh, we're in need of this. This, this is something that the church is in need of. Uh, and yet we do want to understand <laughs> that boldness can have negative consequences. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it absolutely can in a whole variety of ways. Um, I think the church can experience that individually. You know, you can experience that. I'm sure that there were some negative consequences that, um, you know, that the the owner of Chick-fil-A experience oh, from yeah. that decision. I mean, there's always going to be good and bad. Any decision that we make, right. anything we do, we're going to experience consequences. I mean, that's, you know, I feel like half of what being a parent is, is trying to teach your kids that um, there's going to be consequences regardless of what you do here. And Every decision you make has a consequence, yeah. and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're hard. And, and that's just one of the things I felt compelled to, to share Sunday and, and want us to be clear on is, you know, we can pray for more, more boldness and God can give us more boldness, but that doesn't mean it's all going to be rosy. Right. That and, doesn't and, mean it's all going to be easy. Um, you know, I, some of the, the stuff that I do as a pastor in the, the midst of some turmoil within the United Methodist Church uh, I wish everybody liked me and just understood my heart and what's going on. But, yeah, people say mean things to me, Josh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've and been one called thing, names. Through 20 years of student ministry, one thing that I've tried to teach students, because I think there's this false assumption out there that if I give my life to Christ, if I choose to follow Jesus, then everything's going to fall into place. Life is going to be great. I'm not going to face any obstacles. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. But re- the reality is sometimes the opposite is true. Um, we actually are moved to the front lines of this, you know, spiritual battle that we don't see going right. on, and we can sometimes, as a result of being bold in our faith and choosing to follow Jesus, even when it's not convenient and easy, we experience negative consequences and results from that. That's a directly connected to us obediently following Jesus. Yeah, I you know, and I think social media is a place where this plays out a lot, is because somebody will post something that they feel is a bold declaration of truth that needs to be out there. And if, if you're on Facebook, which, you know, you may be watching this on Facebook right now, so I guess you would be, uh, <laughs> then you know some some people can make a comment, and it just blows up into an argument. And I've, I've got a good friend, um, Rudy Freeze, pastor down in Duncan. You know Rudy. And he used to always write on Facebook, don't feed the trolls. Don't, you know, he'd yeah. even say, I, I almost did it. Don't feed the trolls because if you don't want to deal with the negative consequences of making a bold statement, just don't say anything. Right. Yeah, I, I had to learn a long time ago. I used to think bold, me acting boldly was putting my two cents in every single thing posted and arguing with people and arguing my side. And I, I, I finally have learned over the course of the last 10 years, it's actually for me, it's more bold for me to just remain silent on some of those posts and to not even <laughs> yes. not even enter into those waters because I've realized that it doesn't really do any good and it just makes people angry. People and, get fired up. And, and I don't mind making people angry for the right reasons, but 
social media in so many ways is not the place to have those conversations and to make certain statements. And and that's why I don't post very often on social media because that's just drama I don't need right. in my life. But I would I would hope and I would even think that doesn't mean I lack boldness. I mean, what I would do, and, and if, if you're ever someone, you're like, well, when I see something on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I, I've, I've got to put my two cents worth in. Let me recommend this because it's bold, but it's grace and truth. And that is, uh, I, well, I can give you an example. A friend of mine, uh, local pastor, serves a church in our district. I've known him for a long time. And I have been on the conference board of ministry. I was on there for eight years. And then I've been on the district committee for ministry a lot. Right. <laughs> and uh, he, he was going through the process and he posted something that said, yeah, when did the DCOM ever care about us? Now, when he wrote that, I was offended yeah. because I'm on the DCOM. Now, he wasn't coming before ours at the time, and I could have worn him out and say, hey, since you feel that way, I'll just make sure we bring that up in your name. <laughs> you know, I could have been really ugly about it, but I just sent him a private message. I didn't comment on his thread. Right. sent him a private message. I said, man, I, I want you to know I'm really offended by what you did because I have always advocated for local pastors, and for you to say that, I understand where you're coming from, but that was not right. And his response was, I'm sorry, I will take that down immediately. Yeah. If I had blown it up, it would have started a big argument between haves and have-nots. And Right. But took the risk, you know, I'm going to tell you, you're my friend, you're my brother. I really disagree with you, but it wasn't done... The boldness did not have to be arrogant. I didn't have to pull rank on him. Hey, I'm on the decom. You're, right. you know, I didn't have to do that. It was a boldness in because I love you and because I think I know your heart and because I know your frustration. I'm going to tell you that's inappropriate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that introduces or reintroduces the relationship side of things back to those conversations. Mm -hmm. And so many times, even if it's not anonymous, those conversations that take place or arguments that take place in public forums like social media, it, the relationship has been removed and it just yeah. becomes mudslinging and it's not <laughs> good for anyone. And, you know, the reason I'm smiling when he says that is Josh and I both got an email last <laughs> Friday night from somebody that thought they were being bold and, and saying some stuff. And I mean, before I read it, my phone is blowing up from other people saying, we, you know, we got to do this and we got to yeah. do that. Uh, and after I read it, I just responded to the email and said, who are you? Because it was a fake email yeah. or it wasn't fake. Excuse me. It was real, but it didn't identify who sent it. Right. And I sent the reply, who, who are you? And it came back that it was evidently something that somebody set up an email account, sent this email out, and then deleted the account. So right. whenever you sent it, it came back, hey, you're sending this to an it's email. It's like a whole other level anymore. or layer of anonymous. And it, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, that's not bold. What they said was was arrogant. It was angry. It was lacking of love. Uh, and they probably thought, I'm going to be bold. No, if you're bold, you own what you say. Right. If you're bold, you don't have to hide behind anonymity and that's a place even in the church sometimes as a pastor that I've had to tell people they'll say well you know this person needs to do this but but they're too afraid well that's on them right you know we if, if we're bold our action rises above our fear and and we own what we do and you know when when I'm bold in saying things I know this is going to shock people 
Sometimes I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and and when I'm wrong, I have to apologize. And and I, I do that in humility. I, I want to be as bold in my apology right. as I am in my declaration. Yeah, absolutely. So so one of the things about boldness is it is risky. <laughs> Yeah. And I heard a long time ago, somebody said, if you want to get the fruit, you have to go out on a limb. And going out on a limb can be risky. But one of the things that, as I was thinking of this, is I think our church has has been bold in doing some things that uh, a lot of churches weren't doing. And, and do you guys mind if I just take a moment to recount these? Because I'm going to be talking about you in front of your face. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. So... You know, a, a few years ago, we were looking at, hey, we need to start this live streaming. We need to start our, you know, increasing our digital footprint because more and more people want to worship online. More and more people uh, through a podcast want to be discipled online. And uh, we, we created a position where uh, it, it was kind of funny. I remember uh, Jeff and Stephanie, when she was the associate here, and Shane, our director of musical worship, we're all sitting in the worship center, and we're kind of, you know, talking, blowing smoke, and I thought, okay, I'm a fisherman. I'm going to throw this bait out there and see if the bass hits, and uh, I just looked at Jeff, and I said, what would it take to bring you on staff full time? Because that was the context of the conversation, and he just kind of laughed, and Stephanie went, he, he's serious. <laughs> and that's when we went through the process where Jeff said, you know what, I, I would be interested in this. And we had to create a position and it's just reaped such benefit, but it was risky. Yeah. I mean, we uh, knew we were taking a risk. And then during the pandemic, when churches are shutting down and, and we're like a lot of other churches, we're still trying to recover from that. Yeah. But our staff parish relations committee, we said, you know what? Here's the demographic in our church that we're missing right now. We need to bring somebody on staff that pays attention to that. And so we hired someone, created a new position to come on staff and do that. And then uh, last year when we knew we were in the place where we've always had someone lead our student ministries, we need our uh, to bring someone on to lead that. And, of course, our relationship was such that I knew that you just you didn't feel like you were where you were supposed yeah. to be and that's you know after initial denial <laughs> for several times it's like well when you're praying lord give us a gift of faith to do what you're calling us to do maybe i need to pay attention to this uh and that's when we created the position pastor of discipleship and and i remember so clearly i love telling this story uh you know i had my flow charts and i was right. showing those to you and, and you were quiet and you were just listening and uh we shifted and we actually were having a conversation with uh bonnie yeah but you came back and you said this is my dream job and it's like okay we, we've got the right job we've got the right person but this is way out of what we're planning to do and we took it through the processes of the church and it's it's just it's worked out and uh i, I don't think you can really live a christian life and be safe all the time yeah you've I, got I to take risks. yeah risk is part of it i think that if you're not taking risks you're not following jesus it's, and Jesus I seems to have a lot more faith in that. us than, than we have in there's ourselves. This, uh, there's this incredible talk online on YouTube from Francis Chan. Uh -huh. And I don't remember the context of the sermon, but he uses this illustration of a balance beam in gymnastics. And he gets up on this balance beam, and he lays on it. 
and he just is hugging Holding it, it yeah. hugging it tight. And uh, and he all along the way he's telling the story of following Jesus and and not taking risks. And then he does this you know silly dismount from it and is like, oh there you know there. Yeah. He's using this example of you know th- that's not really doing the balance beam. Right. That's not really what it is. And uh, when we don't take risks, I, I think that we're missing the the all of the blessings that Jesus has for us and for the church. Um, I think that the the risk is part of it, and it's mm-hmm. worth it every time, even when it doesn't pay off, even even when it maybe doesn't work out how we think. A hundred percent of the time, I believe taking the risk as the church is worth it. And, and I love that illustration because that is good. Is because sometimes we just want to hold on, and Jesus is saying, "No, loosen your grip. Yeah, live life. Follow me." Follow and it. it's like, Lord, you don't understand. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, Jesus had Gethsemane. He understands what it's like to look at something you have to do and be filled with fear. But our Savior has modeled for us that boldness is when our action overcomes our fear. Right. So you have any closing thoughts for us today? Jeff, uh, did we have any questions? Yeah, what questions might we have? I, you guys are on topic. Okay, so great. You, you guys have been so bold <laughs> in your explanation of boldness that... You do not have any questions. All right. Yeah, really, my closing thought is just a word of encouragement to those that uh, that are watching with us right now or uh, may watch us later on. Um, is just be bold in your faith. And if, if you're wrestling with what that looks like or what that might look like or mean for you specifically right now in this season of life, I know D and I, DA and I would love to, to have that conversation Absolutely. of what might boldness in your life look like right now. Um, because I think that that may look different for all of us based right. on our spiritual gifts, our seasons, season of life, um, all the various things. Um, I think you know boldness might look different for each of us, but um, I, I think that we're all being called to live that bold life in following Jesus. Exactly. And friends, I want to thank you for, for listening and watching today. Uh, it's always our pleasure. We have a whole lot of fun doing this, and we hope it's beneficial to you. Our prayer is always that... Uh, we are communicating words that God is speaking into your heart, and we want to bring glory and honor to Him. As always, we would remind you that we have three worship services every Sunday, 8.15, 9.30, and 10.50. The 8.15 and 10.50 services are live stream on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We would love to uh, see you because we are a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith centered in a relationship with Jesus Christ. God bless. Hey, friends. D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship. But we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless.